Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome, everybody, to this beautiful episode where Josh has been researching very, very hard mm. for an exciting episode to present to you. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, I do know what it is. Yep. Um, so, but I'm going to let you do the reveal. Today, my friend, we are doing goblins. Goblins! This was requested. So, this was a special request it was. from your uh, Skeptic Louis friend. Yeah, Skeptic Louis requested goblins. Okay, so we're doing goblins. We are indeed. So, do you know much about goblins, Barrett? Uh, only, uh, do you remember that film Labyrinth with his horrible David Bowie? Yeah. In the middle of the labyrinth, the, 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 he was the goblin king. Yeah. And they all lived with him and they steal children. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, and he had... Really tight tights on. Yeah, and, and horrible hair. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember much of the labyrinth because I haven't seen it since I was young. But he was the Goblin King. Mm. Um, but I couldn't actually tell you what the goblins look like in Labyrinth, whether they're actual goblins. No, they were just little puppets, weren't they? Were they green? No, they were... Uh, well, they've not, got it wrong already. No, they, they weren't necessarily green. They were just like little puppet people. Oh, well, fair enough. I remember the little worm from Labyrinth, but that's not a goblin. So, right, <laughs> goblins, my goblins, friends. Here we go. Typically green, but started off as grey and black. But in modern times, we now refer to goblins as being green. Uh, we're going back to those black and white times again, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the further back you go, everything was black and white. Yeah. And they were described as charcoal colour originally. Oh. Um, but as modern times have carried on and the goblin has adopted different forms and shapes and colours, um, he's typically green or she. You, or she, yeah, you get goblins as goblets. well. Goblets. Yeah. Gob- goblets. <laughs> goblets. A goblet. And, uh, or a crone, a is, crone is a female goblin. Okay. Um, but they're usually green with long ears, uh, long nose, sharp yellow teeth, and very smart. Oh. 
very cunning, witty, and smart, and typically under four foot. Right. So that's a brief description on goblins for anyone that doesn't know what a goblin is. If, you, if you've seen a goblin, write in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll be waiting a while, I think. <laughs> so a goblin is a small, grotesque creature that appears in the folklore of multiple European cultures. First attested in stories from the Middle Ages, they are ascribed conflicting abilities, temperaments and appearances depending on the story and country of origin also ranging from mischievous household spirits to malicious thieves. Oh, right. Fair enough. So some of them are a little bit naughty, and some of them are very very naughty. Very naughty, yeah. They often have magical abilities similar to a fairy or demon, such as shape-shifting and invisibility. Oh, fair enough. I thought that was quite interesting. But it says uh, invisible to the naked eye. And then other reports in my research said that they have the ability to be invisible. Ah, oh, maybe it's goblins that are responsible. You know, when people close their bathroom mirror and see someone behind them, they turn and there's no one there. Oh. It's because you can see them in the reflection, but you can't see them and make it eye. That's true. Yeah. yeah. There's a theory. And am I thinking vampires don't have a reflection? Uh, in some folklore and others not, yeah. Yeah, a twilight ruined vampires. Uh, goblins. Yeah, I don't know how Dracula perfected his hairstyle if he couldn't see in the mirror. You know? Yeah, that's true. That was uh, Christopher Lee, wasn't it? Yeah. The original was he the original Dracula? I don't. I don't think he was the very original Dracula. Dracula had swag, didn't but he? he probably did the most films of, uh, with Dracula, didn't he? Yeah, Lee, I want to say he looked the part as well. Yeah. But goblins typically live in grottos or caves, where they are believed to bang upon pots and pans snatch clothes from the bodies of sleeping people and move furniture at night. So here's something that I thought with folklore was a little bit interesting. So there's a little bit of a complex with Santa Claus here. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So Did he originally employed goblins and then realized that elves would be better because they're less mischievous. You know what? <laughs> that actually could be a theory because, <laughs> I mean, uh, all folklore kind of, intertwines to some degree doesn't it like uh, stories change over the years but this is pretty spot on to santa and elves if i'm honest so some old folklore claims that goblins are thought to have helped parents discipline naughty children by giving presents to reward good behavior and punishments with bad behavior so i mean you can't get close closer to santa claus and elves really no 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 that is fairly close isn't it and uh uh, you said that they were originally charcoal colour. Maybe they are the coal. Oh, they could be. <laughs> Maybe they came down the chimney as well. Yeah, who knows? So, now, this this is a bit interesting because I couldn't actually find out whether it was French or Greek where the word goblin originated from. Okay. So, when does it come from then? When's the earliest point the, in time that you could find... The Use earliest the I could find was the 12th century in 1141. Fair play. That was the first mention of goblins I could find. And, and, do, and do you know what? You know, I, I said the other week that every time you date something, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I'm not. 
<laughs> you reckon that's about right? Uh, yeah, I'd say that's about right. I can remember it, you know. <laughs> I'm guessing 1141 would have been like me- medieval times. Yeah, 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 sort of, yeah, medieval. Really. Because in the research, it says the word, I don't know why I keep saying in the research. Like, I've done the research. <laughs> in my research. Yeah, in my research. <laughs> so the word goblin either derives from ancient Greek from the word rogue or French medieval Latin from the word gobelinus. Okay. <laughs> and then there's another claim that it actually comes from the German word kobold, which means villain. Oh, so right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember kobolds in, like, Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. When yeah. I was young, and I used to play with my sister, so yeah. So there's three examples there of where the word goblin could have come from, but no one's too sure. But... I've had most reports on the French medieval Latin, yeah. so I'll, I want to, to be, believe it's French medieval. I would say probably the English word goblin, well, English words in general probably take more roots in French and German than they do in Greek, mm. Greek really, don't they? It's those yeah. sort of names and stuff that tend to be Greek. And as you'll find in a bit, the Greek language is very hard to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and a group of goblins is called a horde. A horde of goblins. A horde of goblins. So Not a plethora. No, no, I wish (laughs) Oh, no, that's ants. (laughs) A plethora of ants, a plethora of goblins. So with this research, I've just kind of found little stories, little tidbits, some different folklore stories. Okay, cool. Because, like I've already said, goblins, we've described them. We say what they're all about. They're little mischievous creatures. Yeah, so that's pretty much as much of the the basics of goblins. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, so then I thought, what else can I do with goblins now that everyone has established what a goblin is and what they look like? So, yeah, I've just found little stories and little kind of folklores from around the world and just little tidbits. So uh, I'll start off small. Goblin comes from gob, G-H-O-B, which means the king of gnomes. Oh. And those who were inferior were called goblings. So goblin, goblings. Okay, yeah. And they're known to be nomadic, which right. is never staying long in one place. I know what nomadic means, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't. Oh, so, did you not? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and if anyone's listening, they might not have known they, what They might not means. know. No, no. Um, and a goblin's smile is said to curdle blood and a goblin's laugh is said to sour milk and cause fruit to fall from trees. Oh. Yeah. So now I'm going to go into the different countries because these are fantastic. I was smiling ear to ear when I read this one. Should I start from the... Mozambique. (laughs) Mozambique. Work your way north. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say, should I go for the most brutal one, goblins first, or should I work... My way up to the... I reckon Brute One's last. Brute One last, okay. Yeah, yeah, just get the the, the small little mischievous ones out of the way and then go for the real big cheese. Okay. Oh, I've knocked the table again. Every (laughs) week. This bloody table. So in Zimbabwe, goblins are called Zigwambos. (laughs) Zigwambos. Zigwambos. And if a child is born with a disability... It is believed a goblin may have impregnated the mother in the night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's a DNA testing on that. (laughs) 
I mean, I thought it was fantastic. That is brilliant. Yeah, it's random, but... So, <laughs> this one, the mountain goblins of Japan, also known as the Tengu, take the form of an old man with a long nose who walks barefoot. But there are also goblins called Crow Tengu. They are goblins with, with wings. wings, a black beak, feathers, black feathers, yeah. and claws, all resembling a bird, but they have the body of a man. And Ooh. these crow tengu, they're mischievous, but then they go pretty dark. So they like to start fires. They're obsessed with fires. Okay, bit of arson, but then well, they crows like shiny things. So I mean, there's not. A st- Stones throw from it. I'll it? <laughs> oh, collect some shiny things and then start a fire. <laughs> and then they ramp it up because they then decide that they like to kidnap and eat children. So yeah, don't mess with a crow tengu because they'll get you. Well, that's cool. That's now, well, uh, it's not cool, but but it goes back to when you asked me what I know about goblins. I pretty much said. They steal children. Yes. And that's all I really know. That is a running theme with goblins is uh, they do like to kidnap and prey upon mortal people. Rumpelstiltskin have been a goblin? Ooh. That is a very good question. He made like magical deals, didn't he? But then he he wanted your children, I think. He, He, I mean, technically, he is a goblin. Technically, yeah. But I've never known actually what Rumpelstiltskin is. Like I always just pictured him as like a little person that just walks around causing a bit of mischief. Yeah. But then I suppose if he was making deals, goblins are smart. So yeah. if he's making deals and maybe Rumpelstiltskin was a goblin. I reckon he is. I reckon we he's... found something there. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a it's frustrating because I didn't even think of Rumpelstiltskin, so I could have googled it and. Found out what Rumpelstiltskin was. But yeah, never mind. If he didn't pop up in the research, then I'm guessing... He, he, well, yeah, no one else has put two and two together. Well, maybe we're just yeah. making five. I don't know. <laughs> I'll come back to that. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll do some more thorough research afterwards. We'll do research after dark <laughs> with Josh and Pirate. So this is the most brutal one. And could you believe it? It's good old British folklore. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Now, I thought this one was cool, and when I said I smiled ear to ear, it wasn't because of the harsh darkness of the story. It was, I, I thought it was kind of cool, but I also thought, oh, typical British folklore, we've got to have the most brutal one that doesn't <laughs> really make sense. Yeah. So, there is a type of goblin, or a breed of goblin, if you will, called the Red Caps. Oh, that would be garden gnomes. Yeah, kind of. I reckon they come to life and cause <laughs> mischief at night, you know? I mean, technically, there's not much difference between and a goblin and, and a gnome. A gnome yeah. And then gob comes from gnomes. And you've got red caps. It's all linked all together. All garden gnomes have got red caps. <gasps> red cap. Santa Claus. Santa Claus, yeah. See, it's all linked. <laughs> it's all linked. We've, <laughs> we've got the conspiracy nailed. So red caps... We're creating a new one as we go. (laughs) Just making up our own conspiracy theories. (laughs) I wonder if that would catch on. Because birds aren't real, caught on. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That got proved. So, red caps. They are a type of murderous goblin found in British folklore 
said to stay in ruined castles along the border between England and Scotland to murder travellers who stray into their homes. Now, would you like to take a guess on why they're called redcaps? Any idea? I, I I can only guess it's got something to do with Fly Garris Magic Mushrooms. No. No? Oh. I didn't even think of that myself. No. Because <laughs> they are called redcaps, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't even think of that. It's because they use the blood of their victims and the travellers to dye their hairs and their, their hats as oh. well. And it is said in folklore that they have to keep killing and dyeing their hats and heads red because the minute they aren't red, they die instantly. Oh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> and because they get killed by all the other goblins. You're not keeping your end up. <laughs> but, yeah, basically. <laughs> so that inspires them to keep killing is to dye their hats and their hair red. And the... and the only way to escape a red cap is to quote a passage from a Bible. Oh, okay. So religion comes into this Religion, now. yeah. Well, it's bang too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the kind of brutal uh, goblins that okay. I could find. Just them three kind of horrible little stories. Now, this one's going to make you laugh. This how, one... How many pages of research have you done? <laughs> I've done five pages of research. But we're kind of going through it kind of quick. So how, We're all right. We're all right. We're good for time. So this one's going to make you laugh. Well, I'm hoping it it will make you laugh a little bit. So we're going to go around to the other side of the globe. Actually, it's not that far away. To be <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's a couple of hours flight away. So <laughs> we're going to go visit the Greeks. Hey, and and what's the other one? Cyprus, Greek and Cyprus. Greece so and Cyprus. their folklore. They, the Greek call a certain type of goblin, I'm, I'm going to butcher this, the Kalikanzaros. And if anyone wants to know how that's spelled, to see if I'm spelling it or saying it right, K-A-L-L-I-K-A-N-T-Z-A-R-O-S. So I've read that as Kalikanzaros. Well done. These goblins... Nailed it. <laughs> for once. Yeah, for once. <laughs> for once, I actually did get it right. But now... The English words, I will probably butcher them even more. So these goblins come out once a year at Christmas for a fortnight, from December 25th to January 6th. It is believed the Kalikanzaros stay underground sawing the world tree that holds up the earth so that it will collapse along with the earth. So their, their mission is to saw this huge tree that is holding the for earth two weeks up. each year? No, 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 for the whole year. Right, they they do this for the whole year. Right. So, oh, so at Christmas they they stop. Doing they it. stop doing stop it for two weeks. They get a holiday. And the reason they do that is because in the folklore they believe that for the Christmas period from the twenty fifth to the sixth of January, for some reason the sun stops. Right. So it, it the sun like it goes away and it's just two weeks of darkness. Okay. So the sun just disappears and it stops. I don't know why. In, in that, Greece? Yeah. I, I, this is old folk. I have no idea why. That was all it said is these, these goblins believe that the... It must come from a time when Greece was above the Arctic Circle. It's and... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the only explanation. Yeah. <laughs> However, when the sawing is almost complete and they have almost cut through 
the earth tree, the world tree. Um, Christmas dawns, and they are able to surface. They have so much fun bringing trouble to mortals and children. They forget about the tree. <laughs> and the tree heals itself, and then they all go back to cutting it down again. Yep. So once Christmas is over, they return underground to continue sawing, only to find the tree has healed itself. So they start the sawing process all over again. <laughs> it takes them another 50 weeks of sawing. <laughs> yeah. I think someone needs to sharpen their saw. <laughs> yeah. It just takes them all year round. Anyone introduce them to a chainsaw? <laughs> and you would think after the first year, going back and seeing the tree had healed itself, you would think they wouldn't just keep repeating the same <laughs> process every year. But no, Christmas no, is no, over. Such a magical time. It's healed me tree. <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell. Now we've got to start again. So the Greeks... Not one of them go, Oi, boss, do you not think this is like a pointless idea? We do this yeah. every year. Yeah. I know. Why don't we stop sawing the tree and we just go up and terrorise people all year round? Because yeah. that's what goblins like to do. Makes sense. So the Greeks would protect themselves against the goblins by leaving colanders on their doorsteps. What's that? It's a Greek all-seeing eye. Oh! So they protect themselves, the Greeks? <laughs> well, according to research, it's colanders. <laughs> Which, uh, this distracts the goblins... Because they then stop in their tracks and they count the holes on the colander. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Until sunrise, where they would be forced to hide. So the sun comes back, they stop counting colanders, and they're forced to oh, hide. Oh, they die in sunlight? Yeah, according to this start, Greek. Right? Okay. I'm guessing that's why they come out at Christmas, is because the sun stops. The sun is no ah, more. Ah, right, yeah, yeah, So yeah. then they're two like, oh, weeks, we can yeah. come out for two weeks. So I'm guessing sunlight kills these goblins. But, yeah, if you're in they're, Greece. They're in a bad place in the world if sunlight kills you. Yeah. <laughs> Greece. Yeah. Crikey. And all you need is a colander as well. I, yeah. I find that amazing. So this is another oh, thing. shiny. Let me count the holes. One, <laughs> two, three. Oh, no, son. Yeah. Well, thanks. there's not that many holes on a colander either. Really? Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be stuck for hours doing it, <laughs> no. would you? I don't think it would take till sunrise. No. Unless, you, unless it was just a goblin that just kept losing count. Actually, that makes sense because the next bit, the goblins could also not count past two. <laughs> <laughs> As three is a holy number. And pronouncing it would kill them instantly. <laughs> so, one, two, ah, one, two. They would be there. Well, they would be there all day. But it's such a shame they don't learn to count in twos. And then you could go two, four, six. <laughs> Goblins aren't that smart. <laughs> and, Evidently not. And the third thing, if you're in Greece, to avoid goblins and to keep them at bay is to have a roaring fireplace or a fire in your home all night. Because goblins don't like fire. Except many people don't even have a fireplace in their homes these days. They have central heating, don't they? So we're opening ourselves up to goblin attacks. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose you've, if you haven't got a fire and you haven't got a colander, then you just better hope that the goblin can't count to three. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that is the conclusion of the Greek folklore. And I love that story. Oh, that's I thought it was amazing. I like it. So then... Uh, that kind of uh, brings us to present day, and you know I love me pop culture. Oh, yes, here we go. What celebrities claim to have seen dolphins? Well. Dolphins? Goblins. <laughs> dolphins? 
<laughs> Slightly similar. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You say that. The next bit after pop culture is going to make more sense. Remember the dolphins, because okay. <laughs> there may or may have not. Have I got in your head again? <laughs> uh, kind of. Without knowing it, you kind of have. Okay. But it will make more sense. So I was just going to quickly go through and say some of the pop culture goblins. So you've already mentioned Labyrinth. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons you've already mentioned. Yeah. Uh, that's a big one. That's kind of, uh, in a way, revived goblins. Kind of yeah. made him. And Dungeons and Dragons as well also had something. I don't know if you're going to bring this up later, but there was something called a hobgoblin. Get out of my head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hobgoblin. <laughs> Such I'm a sorry, douche. <laughs> so, yeah, I will come back to hobgoblins. So, you've got Dungeons and Dragons. You've mentioned Labyrinth. Warhammer. That's got. Armies of uh, yeah, Goblins. Yeah, yeah. Magic the Gathering, which is a card game. I don't know if you'd remember that. I, I, I loosely It rings remember. a bell, but I don't think I've ever played it. Really, really popular in the States, I know, Magic the Gathering. Right. I think it goes back to, like, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. But I don't know how to play it or anything, but it's, it's got the card games uh, covered. Um, there's also a band called Necrogoblicon. Oh, yes, there is. Oh, he's brilliant. He, uh, the, the lead singer dude, didn't it? Yeah, the funny thing is, I, I, when I looked at the research, I'm pretty sure Louis told me this, but I kind of forgot. He's not actually the lead singer. Oh, isn't he? He's a mascot for the band. Oh! He essentially is a dude, his name, he calls himself John Goblicon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he does nothing but be a goblin. That is his career. Because, like, in the music videos, he's very much the central... Yeah. ...centre of a town. I'm sure I saw him singing a song. So it's actually a bit of, like, a marketing ploy for the band, in a Fuck way. So he's like Bez from the Happy Mondays. Yeah, like 100%. Just, on the side of the stage looking like a goblin. That is exactly it. And he's like um, Flavor Flav with the gold clock. Do you remember the rapper? Yeah, Flavor yeah, Flav? yeah. Not actually... He doesn't really do a lot, but he just seems to dance on stage with a huge yeah. clock around his... Yeah, John Goblicon is a goblin, and by all means, everyone check this out. You have to research and, and Google it. The guy is committed. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure uh, Louis told me, I don't know if he used to or he, he still does, he used to do, uh, like, makeup and stuff for films. For films, I heard So that, it's yeah. real realistic to the point he has red contacts in. Yeah. Like, he has fingernail extensions and oh, things. Oh, yeah, it is definitely, like, AAA movie standard yeah. makeup. And, uh, yeah, I agree there. And he actually has his own talk show now as a goblin. Does he? On YouTube. Yeah, so check that. But Necrogoblicon... Pretty good music, to be fair. If you like your metal. Yeah, yeah. If you, let, let, if you let, like let, death let, metal. Yeah. Let, 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 <laughs> let's not just make everybody go out and, <laughs> yeah. and start researching Necrogoblicon, because some people are going to be very shocked. Yes, <laughs> they won't be happy. Um, but he is actually quite terrifying as well. But he is fully committed to that gimmick of being a goblin. And Louis would hate me for saying that because he would say, it's not a gimmick, he is a goblin. And to be honest, some people might believe it. Let, let's say Let's say he is. Yeah. If the guy wants to be a goblin, he's a goblin. <laughs> yeah, if people can identify as uh, other things, I don't see why he can't be a goblin. So then Tyler, the creator, had a song called Goblin as well. So another music, uh, well, a song in the music genre. So I'm just trying to 
make a point that it's it's in pop culture everywhere from cards to music to games to films and then this will lead me into the hobgoblins obviously spider-man the villain green the goblin green goblin yeah. and then also in the cartoon series you had hobgoblin which was the son of the green goblin oh so, was it okay yeah, yeah, so you had uh, norman osborne and harry osborne uh father and son but green goblin and then hobgoblin so hobgoblins Again, not much more information other than they're exactly the same as goblins but have little to no clothing and they prefer pranks on people. They're not actually nasty or malicious. They're just kind of a bit playful and they prefer pranks. And in some cases in folklore, they can actually be helpful towards everyone, to to mortals and other goblins and things like that. They're actually the the nicer. And I always thought... Because of Spider-Man and the cartoon series, because Hobgoblin was, in my opinion, more of a villain, I always thought Hobgoblin would be more of a terror than a Green Goblin. Yeah. But it's actually the opposite. So Hobgoblins are the nicer out of the Goblin family. Fair enough. Sure. Well, they they were pretty nasty in Dungeons & Dragons. You had to use like a D20 Mm. dice or whatever to kill them. Yeah. And I will say allegedly, because I don't want to get sued by J.K. Rowling. So allegedly, an example of a hobgoblin would be Dobby. Yeah, so I was essentially, just going to say Dobby, you get the sock or whatever, don't you? Yeah. yeah, so I don't think Dobby is actually a hobgoblin. I don't. I think he's probably got his own. I, I'm not a fan of Harry I, Potter. Nor am I. I don't, I don't really know that much about it. He probably is identified as a, some kind of being, yeah. like, like a goblin or whatever. Within uh, the Harry Potter yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what his technical term is, but looks-wise, that's what a yeah, hobgoblin what would think, look or, like. Except green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. It's all kinds of green. Like Some of some of hobgoblins were like a pale green, so they almost looked yellow, but that odd kind of green colour, right, okay, if you know yeah. what I mean. Um, but that's it on hobgoblins, I'm afraid. Fair enough, yeah. But that does lead me to the next segment. I'm actually, I'm just going to say, I'm quite impressed with myself with how this is flowing. I'm impressed. I know yeah. I keep kind of stop starting and saying like, and then, and then, but it's it's going in a in a nice little timeline. Yeah. So leading you, on, you're kind of breaking our improv rule by scripting out five pages well, of notes. But <laughs> it's kind of it is scripted, but it's not because I don't want people to think this is fully scripted. He is just reading out some some essential notes. It is, yeah. I've just got notes written down and like key words, and then I'm kind of like adding like bits of to the story and things like that. So I'm going to go through different types of goblin. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned dolphins. Dolphins, yeah, mate. You weren't far off because why that popped in my head, but there is a type of goblin called the. I don't know how to say this because I think it's Asian. It's Kolksu. Kolsu. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do a slight accent there. Kolsu. So it's a mermaid-type goblin with long white hair, and people say do not make eye contact with it because they'll vanish you from the world instantly. Oh, right. <laughs> That's their special ability. <laughs> okay. We've also got goblins called knockers. <laughs> <laughs> we love knockers around here. <laughs> and they're not that interesting, to be fair. They just live in mines, and uh, there's a kind side The to knockers! Them. Ah, yeah, because uh, from Cornwall, coal mines. Yeah, yeah, that's where and they yeah, originate from. Uh, you had to leave the corner of your pasty, <laughs> if you were a miner, 
you, yeah. you eat your pasty for lunch and you'd leave the, 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 the end of it for the knockers. Ah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I have heard of the knockers. Yeah. But there's a kind side to the knockers. Apparently they can be quite friendly, but it makes sense if you're feeding them corners you're and leaving pasty. them pasty, yeah. And I mean, in reality, it was just because coal miners got coal all over their hands. They got nowhere to wash their hands. Oh. Just going to throw the, the bit of past the, the bit of pastry that away, aren't you? But they always say you're leaving it for the knockers. And they're called knockers because they knock about the mines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that's it about knockers. Fair enough. Um, you've got another type of goblin called a hogboon. A hogboon. That's got to be a Scottish one. I think so. It sounded Scottish. It does sound Scottish. Um, they are very affectionate goblins that live in mounds near farms, bringing luck to nearby families and guarding the lands. If humans refuse to share, they are cursed with bad luck to the land. Ooh. But they are very affectionate goblins. So the hogboons are the friendliest of all the goblins. We like hogboons. Yeah, so if someone calls you a hogboon, it's actually a compliment. I've never been called a hogboon in my life. <laughs> I think that's quite a cool word. Actually. It is quite a cool word. Hogboon. That's a good uh, game attack. Remember that one. Hogboon. <laughs> and then we've got a trow. Or a trow. 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 Okay. Now, this one is a bougie goblin. So it's a rich goblin that loves gold and silver. They're nocturnal and they only eat the finest food and wine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they're the more, the more bougie. They're the kingly. Yeah. Yeah, love all the uh, luxuries in life, though, huh? do, the, yeah. the trowels. And then this one I've got to be very careful. <laughs> I can see what it's written on. <laughs> now, if you have small children listening, I promise you, I'm not swearing. This is what they're called. But they're called Fukas. P-H-O-O-K-A. Yes. Fuka. Fukas. And this is from... Big up the Irish. Oh, I knew it was going to be Irish, that one. Yeah. It's kind Watch of... out for that fukare. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> so let me tell you about the focus. <laughs> <laughs> no swearing. This is PG. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, in an Irish accent, that does sound like swearing. <laughs> yeah. but I promise you, I'm not swearing. So they're from Irish origin, part of the leprechaun family. So they look more like leprechaun. Oh, okay. Um... But then they, well, they originally were said to be from the leprechaun family. But then as we know, with time and things moving on, the Irish folklore changed it and had leprechauns separate to the Fukas. So you've got leprechauns and you've got Fukas. And Fukas were then described to take form of black dogs or black horses with flaming eyes. So oh, right. very different from the yeah, leprechaun. Pretty different, yeah. The leprechaun give you a pot of gold, don't he? Yeah. And the, the, the fuka turns into a, a, a dog or a horse with flaming eyes. That's, uh, yeah, complete polar opposite, really. Yeah. But that's uh, all the cool different types of goblin I could find, mate. And now... Ugh, here we I go. I bring you to the, the final finale. page. The finale. How are we doing for time? 33 minutes. That's not too bad. So we're getting towards the end. Now... Obviously, with goblins, there's no scientific proof or evidence. There's no DNA done on goblins. I can confirm you, confirm to you that there is no such mind-blowing thing here. But what I do have are two stories that kind of 
from a logical standpoint, could explain where goblins came from. Okay. If yeah. that makes sense. Like, it's, it's hard to explain, but you'll know what I mean. So, in medieval times, goblins were said to be used as an excuse or a cover-up for knights or royalty when committing crimes or betrayal. Uh, so an example uh, they used yeah. was if you've got a a royal family, a, a clan, and they send out two of their best knights and they say, we'll pay you X amount of gold to execute another member of a rival clan or something like that. They would then go on their steeds and they, uh, I wish I had coconuts to do the, the <laughs> They'd ride down on their noble steeds, do the deed, and on the way back, one of the knights would kill the other knight so he could get double the gold he yeah, would get. Yeah, yeah. And to get away with it, so he He'd wouldn't... say the goblins did it. He would say the goblins. So then that way he wouldn't be banished from the clan. He wouldn't be thought of differently. Right. And that's where the kind of mystique of these goblins, and because they were said to be intellectually smart and all of that yeah, of no, thing along with enough, it, yeah. they would just kind of believe it and they would be considered a hero and you know do you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's one story where i could see the example logically of where it's coming like, oh yeah. did you kill old magnus man oh i mean it's goblins mate <laughs> yeah all right fair enough yeah have his share of the gold <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so the only other one is in the mid 1400s christians would refer to people of the jewish faith as goblins to get more christian followers and to stray people away from the jewish faith which led to pictures and paintings over time that were anti-Semitic and had exaggerating goblin features, such as noses, ears, and like faces yeah, yeah, and no, things no, like that. So the religious thing kind of ties into there. I'm not, obviously I'm not going to go down it. I'm going to be very careful with my yeah, words. Yeah. But that was just a little example of one religion trying to get more followers and turning them against the other one, so they would refer to them anti-Semitically as goblins. Yeah. And that's pretty much all my research on goblins. That's it, is it? That is it. So I thought I'd finish with the two kind of logical things, but, I mean, it's up to you. Okay, so there's only one one thing that I want to bring up. Yeah. Because obviously during during the week we've sort of been discussing, and when you first decided you wanted to do goblins, Mm -hmm. um... We Googled it. Yeah. Is there any difference between goblins and gremlins? Mm-hmm. Because we keep getting gremlins in our cameras. Yes. Yeah. Goblins and gremlins are essentially the same thing, aren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, yeah. Mischievous creatures. Look exactly the same. Look exactly the same, except gremlins, as we found out, mm-hmm. never existed before the film in 1984 or whatever it was, did they? No, kind of. So... The only other thing I could find about gremlins was it was used as a term in World War Two. Oh, okay. so they would say things like, "Oh, there's gremlins in the tank again," or whatever, like like you did with right, the yeah, cameras. Yeah, with the cameras when yeah, stuff yeah. plays up. So that's where that term comes from. But yeah, like you said, actual gremlins. Yeah, it didn't actually come about until the film. So, but essentially, goblins and gremlins are the same thing. Aren't yeah. They, basically, so when I say we got gremlins in the cameras, we. It's it's the goblins that are messing with them, <laughs> yeah. and we can't see them because they're invisible. Yes, yeah, that's right. Well, I'm hundred percent behind this. <laughs> oh, giving it a ten? No. <laughs> what would you put it to the paranormality? On races? the paranormality scale, now, obviously these are mythical creatures, aren't they? A lot of folklore involved, yeah. But 
a lot of bad luck is blamed mm. on goblins, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a running trend with the goblins. <laughs> so I, I think since we have gremlin attacks on our cameras, I've got to give it at least, like, something. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go high. <laughs> well, when we the paranormality scale, we always say that number five is that tilting point between is it paranormal or is it not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's not much paranormal, paranormal behind there it. There isn't really anything paranormal in the Goblin. No. It's just folklore. It's just stories mm. people trying to explain why bad things happened. Yeah. So I can't go above five. Fair enough. I mean... It, <laughs> But I've got to give it something because obviously, you know, you always say, well, I'm blaming on the gremlins or the goblins or whatever. They are the mischievous, and it's been magical around. mischievous thing that's been around for 12th century, yeah, nearly a thousand years. Yeah. See, that's the only thing that's making me boost it up a little bit is the fact that it's been going for thousands of years. It's, oh, God. it's a legend. Go goblins on, are legends. Then. I will give it a 5.2. I mean, you know what, from you, from a goblin, I'm happy with a 5.2. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought for a second you were going to give it like a 1 or a 2. <laughs> no, I'll give it a 5.2. Okay. Because I think everybody's had an attack of the goblins at some point in their life, don't haven't they? Yeah. And I play games with goblins, and I'm a massive geek. And I love <laughs> the story of goblins. And after doing this research, I appreciate goblins more. And... Because it's so old, and like we say, thousands of years, there's a little bit of credence there. Obviously, I don't, I don't think they ever existed. But I'm going to give it a six point eight. Really? Yeah, six point eight. Yeah, yeah. Because I think they're legends, mate. I think goblins, they're they're used in so much. They cover all types of media. People okay. still know what a goblin is. You know, like. I just think they're great. They're fantastic. Fair enough. Okay, so well, that would give us an average of six. Six for goblins, six flat. Yeah, I think that's fair for goblins. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Especially considering the amount of research with five pages of this on goblins. I'm proud of myself. I, I can't believe that you filled up five pages worth of research on goblins, to be honest. But yeah. Well done. It, well was, done, it was tough, but Well yeah. done. That's good. Very good, mate. <laughs> it was quite a fun little episode. Yeah, yeah. And we're doing all right for time. It's not too bad. Just about 40 minutes, 41 minutes. Yeah. Um, there was uh, another thing that I wanted to bring up uh-huh. today is we actually, well, it wasn't today. We Last week, we got fan mail. Yes. We got Because yeah. it's not very often that any of you people actually write to us. <laughs> even though we say every week, yeah. send us an email. Tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. Tell us how you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. You know, someone actually did. Uh, I'm not going to read out the entire email. I'm, I'm just going to skim it a little bit. But she says, hi, hi, Josh and Pirate. My name is Lauren. I won't say her last name. She's found a podcast about two months ago. Loved it. She works nights, uh, which can often get quite lonely. She says yeah. there's been other stuff going on in her life as well. So, you, you know, she she has been getting a bit lonely. I don't know why that is. Maybe she's split up with a significant other, or maybe it's a work colleague that's decided to go off to another job and, you know, she's just sort of feeling it. And she said that since she found our podcast, 
absolutely loves it. She knows that in the dead of night when, you know, nobody else is going to pick up their phone to text her back or whatever, mm. she can find our channel. I think she's, she's mostly finding us on YouTube. She says she clicks on one of our videos and we'll give her a good laugh. So, you know, shout out to Lauren. Yeah. Thank you very much for your email. In fact, and since you are a little bit down, or you were when you sent the email, I decided that I, and Josh can do it as well, if he wants to follow, if he wants to join in, I'm going to blow you a kiss. Because you actually did it. You actually wrote in... I have no idea who this person is. Obviously, we've had other people write to us, but we know who they are. Yeah. Um, but I had no idea about Lauren beforehand. So here you go. Three. You're doing it. Three. Which, which camera? Main cam. Yeah. Main cam. Three, two, one. Cheers, Lauren. Thank there you, you go, very Lauren. Much. So should we quickly shout out as well? Shout out to Becky. Becky, your friend. Yeah, she, she also messaged in. She messaged a long while ago, and I did say I'd mention her, and I haven't until now. So apologies, Becky. But yeah, your email was very valid as well. She yep. mentioned some of her um, things Good. that have happened to her in her life. Uh, Ghostly experience. Yeah, she she had uh, was it a ghost dog? I think that would follow her around when she was young, mm. and uh, it looked very much like her dad's dog. Yes, I think which, so. Um, which made her dad very sort of sentimental about it. Uh, one more e- very notable email that we had actually came from the author of The Vertical Plane. Ah, oh, yes. Doddleston Messages actually reached out to us, sent us an email saying, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for using my book. Thank you for doing such a deep dive on it. We do have a Facebook research group if you want to come and join it. We did. Yeah. I, I'm no longer on it because I'm not on Facebook anymore, but that's a completely different story. Mm. Um, but, yeah, uh, th- there is this uh, research group on Facebook. For anybody who wants to go out there, you have to answer a couple of questions and, and pass a test to, to join it. But that, that is very they are deep diving the dollars mm. and messages on there. They're committed, yeah. They are really committed. Um, Clive Potter, who yeah. comments on every YouTube video we've ever shout made. Shout out to Clive. Shout, shout out to Clive. Amazing bloke. He's yeah. got a real good insight into every episode. He always writes yeah, at least yeah. one comment that's about an essay long. Yeah. Um, he, he is in that research group. That's how he found us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, th- those are some um, big shout-outs. What's good about Clive with his comments is sometimes when he, he'll mention a certain thing and I'll be like, oh, I didn't even think of that. So it makes yeah, you think from does, a different yeah. perspective. Absolutely. Which, yeah. So very clever bloke. So shout out to Clive. And We'd love um, to get him on the actual podcast one day, yeah. the interview, just to see how his mind works, really. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but if it's all right, I'd like to shout out a few of my mates in the cleft movement. Well, definitely Louie. Louie, who the told skeptic. us about Louis goblins. The <laughs> about goblins. Uh, Louie... Um, I know my buddy Jack, he's up to date, he's listened to all of them. So shout out to him and his daughter Josie as well. I think she, he listens to them in the car. And Dave, my buddy Dave, listens to a few. And I'm pretty sure a few of them have listened to him here and there. So yeah, you've got yeah. Sam, um, Clefty himself, and a few others in the group. Um, but yeah, so thank you to everyone. Yes, thank you to everybody that's, that's been supported it. us. Um, everybody on YouTube that tunes in every week and watches the mm. videos, thank you. You're an awesome crowd. Everybody who downloads the um, podcast, and we still know have no idea 
who any of them are. Yeah. I mean, Belgium and Germany. Yeah, We yeah. get quite a lot of downloads in. Shout out to the Belgian crew and the German crew. Mm. You're keeping us afloat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, I think Germany and Belgium, we get more downloads than we do in America. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Shout but out to them. Shout out to them as well, the Americans, because, you know, obviously, occasionally we uh, offend them. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, some of it's... They asked for it, yeah. didn't they? <laughs> Flat earthers deserve it. So. But anyway, that's it for today. <laughs> if you would like to get a shout-out, then remember, all you've got to do is, well, write comments on every single video that we release. That's one way of doing it. Send us an email. Look what that did. Look what that did. Yeah, yeah. She sent us an email. We blew her a kiss. Probably not going to do that again, but <laughs> you you might get a mention. Yeah. So yeah. do send in your emails. Tell us your stories. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Mm-hmm. And until then, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. And this has been Paranormality UK. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.